Hello, Plannerverse. Welcome to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse PlannerCast, episode 132, with myself, the lovely Karina Tovmasian, and of course, my wonderful partner here in France, Steve Morton. Hello, Steve. The debonair. <laughs> the debonair. <laughs> the Alain Delon, Alain Delon of planner casting. Yes. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm not so bad. Uh, wiping the tears from my eyes with so, after so much laughter in our oh, pre-recording you know, phase. I, I, I keep telling him that we need to um, record the chats that we have before we do the podcast. And I think we really missed out on this one because we yeah. had some comedy gold. Um, and we're yeah. just both of us wiping tears from our eyes right now because we've just had a proper laugh about some <laughs> planner confession sessions, I think. At other people's expenses, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Never at ours, darling. That's not, that's so, the plebs, please, please. L- libel procedures okay. may have commenced already. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Right, back, back, back in your seat, Steve. Back in your seat, Steve. <laughs> Uh, today's episode uh, is indeed about planning, and we've decided to uh, uh, attack, I guess, in a way, the concept of prioritization and why that might be important, or is it something that is even worth looking at? Uh, both Steve and I tend to disagree on everything in life except when it comes to planning. Including <laughs> how you spell prioritization. <laughs> Including that, indeed. Indeed, sir. Uh, but however, so that's why we are doing this episode, because we've come to the conclusion that prioritization, or as I like to say, contextualization is the gateway drug to prioritization. <laughs> so uh, Steve was just holding up a flimsy filofaxy sheet of paper that had his to-do list on there. And we were discussing quite eloquently, in fact, how once he's got his thoughts down, it's not enough to just put them down. In fact, I agree with him that if I don't go through the process of prioritizing my list I f- and I just start tackling my to-do list, I feel as though the list is out of control and I really don't have a grasp on what's going on. So we've, we have some articles we're going to share with you. I also found a video on YouTube that I think would be helpful to the listeners, the planner-verse listeners. Um, and I think I'm going to start with you, Steve, if you wouldn't mind just retracing your steps on on the, the was it the fan that you were talking about just moments ago? Yeah. The so bathroom fan? Yeah. what I've been doing the last few weeks is I've been using a pocket size file of facts as like a notebook because it's convenient. As I discovered that pocket size paper can easily be slipped into the rings of an A5 file fax with, without needing to crunch any corners or trim any holes off and stuff like that. And so what I've been doing is I've been carrying this little pocket size around with me. Um, it's convenient because I, um, you've got loose leaf uh, pages so you can take them out and you've always got right. a nice fresh page to start yeah. with. Because I get on terribly badly with notebooks in using them in the same way, unless the pages are easily removable. And what I sometimes do, I have my French class first thing on a Monday morning, and it's whilst everyone's sort of getting themselves settled down and sorted out, I tend to grab this 
and start just jotting things down really no particular order um just writing them down so i remember them now they, they can be things that i'm i've got to do that week or that month or just random stuff as i think of it sort of thing mm. now of course the order that i write it down in on this sheet of paper um isn't in any sort of priority order at all and what I then tend to do is rather than work from that note page is I will transfer the notes sometimes in more detail sometimes as it is um, into my normal A5 but then I can actually assign them into a particular week or a particular day and in a particular order so I know what I've got to do first or what I need to do first. Um, otherwise, there's there's a high risk of me either forgetting to do something, or it doesn't get done because I've got the time in which to do it. When uh, if I'd have done it earlier in the week, it might have got done. Whereas later in the week, it might not have got done. So now, if I could, if I could just pause you here mm. for a moment, I'd like to just deconstruct this for a moment. When we make our lists, the initial brain dump, this is what we're talking about mm. initially, is the ability to get the thoughts out of our heads and onto paper. I'm a big proponent of using the brainstorming methodology to get this down. And that means that you write things as they come up and you don't censor yourself. Mm. So even if you've had a thought that's something completely unrelated to planning, for example, let's say you're writing down the steps that you need to replace the fan. And then in the middle of all of that, your brain, because this is what our brains do, right? It says, oh, don't forget in so-and-so's birthday next week, right? Oh. And that will happen very frequently. Mm. It's vitally important to write things down as they occur. And then the process of segregating them and giving them values in terms of importance or urgency or, or importance, in other words, um, is happens as a secondary step. And a lot of people think they can skip the step and say, well, while I'm brainstorming, I will just give this a prioritization here and skip the process altogether. And I think it really doesn't help. You're ending up hurting yourself because you're stopping your brain having the ideas that it has in the flow of the moment. And that's what you don't want to interrupt. That's why we have uncensored brainstorming sessions. I just write stuff down one line after another. You could actually sort of on a bigger sheet of paper, in my case, because I got, must have about 10 things I wrote down yesterday morning, um, is you could space them out so you could slot them in accordingly. But then you're trying to do two things. You're trying to remember what it is you want to I do. Agree. I and agree. And then you're Don't trying do to that. do at the same yeah. time, what, what's the priority of this thing? Whereas I prefer just to, as you say, just unload all of these things in the shortest right. time possible whilst they're fresh in your mind. And then worry about, and then that again then gives you time to think about it, maybe an hour or two later, to go back through the list and then assign them to either whether they've got to happen first or second, or they've got to be done by a particular day, or there there is some other criteria that you're applying to them um, to make sure that they actually get done. Well, and 
Absolutely. You're right. And I would say that if you want to create a sense of urgency in terms of getting your list out of your head, set a timer. Set a timer for three minutes or five minutes or however long you think is appropriate and only write during that time. Just continually Mm. write and see what you come up with. As Steve said, you can do it on butcher paper or bigger, whiter paper, whatever you need. You can certainly just write one thing after the other in a linear format and that works just Mm. as well. Um, And if you need some additional pressure, in other words, to get things out of your head because you're just going to be dreaming, daydreaming, in other words, Mm -hmm. if you start going into thoughts and you forget to write things down, um, then just set the timer. Uh, And that's so that's the process. I would say do that and then be able to estimate. But number one, I think when we're starting to look back at our list to say, hey, well, what am I going to extract from this that I need to do right now? Oftentimes and and see if if I'm, you know, you want to add to this, Steve, but. Oftentimes I find people have forgone uh, planning for so long that when they finally sit down to write down a list, it's so, everything's so behind Mm. and everything is so important and so urgent that the initial list is overwhelming. And so that's why I would say don't procrastinate this. Do this if you want on a daily basis. You can do it on a weekly basis. I know that process for me happens in the evening because Sunday night I didn't do this. I skipped the process Mm. Sunday night. I cannot tell you how many times I woke up going, oh, I forgot to add that to my list. I forgot (laughs) to add this to my – so you've you've got to get it out on paper because then your brain starts Mm. trusting that this happens. And it's a good review process. I think – well, certainly in my case, there's, there are certain times of the day or certain, you know, times in the week when I have these sort of moments when sort of stuff starts coming to, into my head as to things that I've got to get done or, or whatever it might be. And we all, I'm sure we all have these sort of golden moments either in the day or in the week when we are thinking more sort of openly um, about what needs to be done. And it's it's those moments that you need to be able to sort of, you know, block out of other stuff so you can have that time to um, sit and plan things out. Um, I think that's a, a good assessment. And when you're looking back to see, we were discussing the fact that we've we've seen from our experience that most people don't have mindful ability to uh, view their own workflow Mm. so i think what you're saying also requires a little bit of self-reflection or self um, mindfulness Mm. just ability to know that you're there and see what works best for you because there's hours of the day especially in ayurveda this is an ayurvedic thing as well that the day is broken up in certain hours we're a lot more sleepy in the early morning hours than we are in the midday. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why we have our heaviest meal in the afternoon. You know, our body's digestion mm. levels are at the highest time. So if you're noticing that you have a certain time of the day where you begin to think, as you said, more openly and you have some thoughts free flowing, then maybe make that your review time to be able to sit down and at least gather what you've got going on for the day 
even if you've been overwhelmed and you've been putting off planning, I think maybe this is your sign right here that you should go back and try and come up with another list and maybe make one for something to tackle for next month versus something that's worth tackling for now. And again, this comes back to contextualization, mm -hmm. whether you want to contextualize in terms of, am I doing something in the home or outside of the home, at school or outside of the school or whatever your main reference point of being somewhere is, I suppose that would be a good start. The other thing from that I've sort of um, hit on is whilst you might be doing an awful lot of these type of things, the actual tasks themselves, on yeah. your own, maybe, or, you know, that's the sort of reason why you plan. Don't forget to, you know, share what your plans are with your other half because they may have <laughs> something else that they want planned or done that conflicts with your plan. And I, I've had this happen a few times where I've had something in mind. I didn't share it with my dear wife. And she said, oh, I thought we would go and go to the shops or do something else that day. Or, and think, ah, okay, so <laughs> backtrack quickly and <laughs> rethink these things through. So by sharing things, you know, up front sort of early on in the week, you can sort of then work at it together and then meld your plans um, much easier together I find uh, yeah absolutely and that's one of the points of uh, of prioritization and the value of it which some of these articles touch on a uh, point number two by Camden Kelly says order tasks by effort of estimations mm. in other words eating the frog uh, <laughs> what Mark Twain had quoted doing the hardest thing that you have first could be an option mm. it's not an option for me for example I don't like doing that I'm not a morning person mm. I don't like waking up very early and I do it because I have to but if it were up to me I'd wake up around 9 or 10 in the morning and just sort of pace my day and I'm perfectly fine working late into the evening mm. So that's more my esteem, but I realize society doesn't work that way. So I sort of adjust here and there, and I sort of have mornings where I'm up one one day a week. I'm up pretty early. The rest of the time, I sort of take my time. <laughs> um, but I find that in that those hours where I'm not up, I may be up awake, but I'm not up out of my bed. I find that I do my best planning. Mm during those hours. And I take my time and I think that's one of the things we need to consider when we look at prioritization is do what you can. If you find it's overwhelming for you to do all the taskings or the things that you think society has you doing or you have on your own list, be realistic. That's another point that they have in these articles is you've got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Mm. And you're taking care of the things you've got to take care of. If you're feeling overwhelmed based on the things you've put in your planner, you've put too much. Yeah. Don't and don't underestimate you know how long something's going to take to do as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, absolutely. You know, whilst, it, you know, all the other um, problem I've seen is you, you've, you're repeating a task that you've previously done. And yeah. you thought, oh, well, it only took me sort of 10 minutes last time. I should be all right this time only to hit yeah. on some problem because it's a variation of what you did last time and all of a sudden you said right. goodbye to an hour or something death like that well that's the the what was that don't fall prey to the sunk cost fallacy mm. you've put so much time mm. and investment into a task that you don't want to miss out on it now it look if the task took you 10 minutes last time and now it's taking you 45 minutes and you realize you're still not halfway into it mm. i would say forego it or defer mm. to another day 
I came across this. In fact, yesterday I was um, I was sent my acceptance letter to the university. Oh, by the way, Steve, I'm going in for a second master's. Ooh. I forgot to tell you. There you go. <laughs> the news is out now. <laughs> uh, and so they sent me this, hey, you've got to do the student orientation thing online. So I go, sure, I'll do that real quick. I'll get online and set up my email, whatever mm. needs to be done. Sure enough, there was a video attached to it. You have to check this box. Make sure you've got this software. Make sure. And I said, no, no, no. What I thought was going to take me two minutes looks like it's going to take me about an hour. Mm. So I've had to reprioritize and adjust. So this is now an important task, but it's not urgent. Mm. And I think the, the, that separation alone and being able to distinguish between what's important and what's urgent, because there is overlap. Mm. Wouldn't you agree, Steve? There is overlap between urgent and important. Sometimes things that are urgent are also important, but sometimes they're not. And just because it's urgent doesn't mean that it has to be on your list. Which brings me back to why I appreciate the Franklin Covey system, because it's a goal-based mm. system. In other words, you set up your goals or you set up your long-term and short-term intermittent goals. And then everything you have in your planner is based on whether you're achieving or making milestone step towards achieving those goals. So at any given point when you open your planner, it's related to something that you're accomplishing in life. It's not just go pick up groceries. Because mm. you can just go pick up groceries and not have it mean anything. No, that, that's that's or, the sort of end goal. But you need to break it down into right. you know which shops you're going to visit and... Right, so maybe the so goal you is break to be down to the, what one of the best homekeepers. What exactly. you're going to actually buy in each shop, and what you're going to look right. at to compare between one shop and another, and, and stuff like that. Well, and then why are why are you doing yeah. that? Because maybe your goal is to be a good homemaker, or mm. maybe your goal is to be uh, a frugal shopper, yeah. or maybe your goal. You know, I don't know what your goals are, but based on mm. that. You, once you have your why, then you can go back and start asking yourself, what am I prioritizing for today's to get me to my goals? Mm. And at least one of those elements should be towards your goals. Because I get, I have obligations. I do things that aren't always related to my goals, but because I'm con committed to other things like church and community mm. and other things. So that's nice on my part to be able to know why I'm doing these things and not just random to-dos from the universe. What I try to do on, on some of my things is actually sort of think, yes, I need to, need to do that. And then I sit down and work out, just break it down into, say, two or three sections beyond just needing to do that. You know, it might be, you know, add an electrical socket or something like that in the kitchen. Well, what have I got to do to actually add that? What an electrical socket? Yeah, I yeah, need to provide yeah. some wiring. I need to drill a hole. Uh, and so on and so on. So I break it down into right. smaller steps because some of those steps I can actually do without actually having to turn the electricity off or, you know, have some form of disturbing the piece in the kitchen sort of thing. I can do it elsewhere sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of preparatory um, work, as it were. There was another article by Jessica Green. We're going to post that one for you as well, mm. where she actually makes a very good point. She says everything is critical, right? I mean, if you think about it, um, using the screw or unscrewing it or whatever, all of those things are critical yeah. to getting the goal accomplished. And I'm going to read you a little excerpt from what she has here in the article. She says, when I worked in product development, our prioritized lists were always shields against delays and distractions. 
When stakeholders showed up with new urgent requests, we simply showed them the prioritized list and asked, what should we cut in order to accommodate this request? And after seeing the importance of the other things on the list, urgent requests often suddenly became much less urgent. And I think the same goes for us. Everything is critical and urgent the minute we think of it. But if we actually have categories in which we can tip these ideas into, then we can see that maybe it's an urgent category for a most recent goal, but it's not that important overall for something Mm. else that you had in mind for the big picture. And this is why I think prioritization is helpful because if you don't, then you're just on this rat race in this hamster wheel of getting things done perpetually with no end Mm. in mind. It's like, imagine dying and then that to-do list is still there the next day, right? (laughs) No one's completed it. And now you're in your coffin, dead and gone. And who's going to complete it? It's like, that's not what we're for. With with product developments and stuff, uh, quite often you would get the situation, I would think, that what cost will this additional feature be either to add to the thing and will it affect the actual profit margin on when it comes to selling can we still sell it for the same price or can we now up the price um by more than has it has it improved or has it improved the margins in other words yeah so yeah you know does it now sort of lead against our competitors sort of thing and all that sort of thing um so there's there's a few of tools that you can use to focus on your most important work uh, she lists a few of them. There's like nine list methodologies. Uh, Steve and I are of the mindset that piece of paper and pencil or pen just work just as fine. Uh, I'm not really keen on having my lists in um, softwares or apps or things like that. The one list that I do use, I know you've heard me speak about this ad nauseum, is the OmniFocus. Mm. But that is indeed a list that's sort of, it's like a master task list that sort of reminds me where I need to be every so often. I don't do daily tasks on that thing. It's a living, breathing thing, and it lives somewhere else, but my daily tasks all get done in my planner. I, Everything I think of is all is all sorted on paper. I find that it's, it's the simpler the sort of route into the system, whatever that might be, the better, really, because it's something that you can, as long as you can carry the thing with you wherever you might be, and sometimes you suddenly get these sudden brain waves last thing at night or first thing in the morning. And you don't want to, you might not have your phone or your tablet or laptop or whatever it is to hand when you've just woken up with this sudden, sudden brain wave that suddenly struck you at sort of four o'clock in the morning. You just want to quickly scribble it down on a piece, piece of paper or a post it note or something like that. No matter what it's on. Um, there is no prizes for the beauty of the thing that you're using at all. It's the essential thing. Uh, can, can you can you say that a little louder for the people in the back, please, Steve? <laughs> there is indeed no prize for the prettiest planner no, out there. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't, does it? It doesn't matter. And ultimately what we're trying to achieve, because I think all of us can attest to what happens at four in the morning when we do mm. open up a tablet or a phone, our brains and our mm. eyes roll to the back of our heads and we're simply 
too bleary eyed yeah. to even process yeah. what's coming at us. Much more simpler to scribble down something, and then if you need to beautify it, just put it down neatly into your planner yeah, the following it, day. You know, <laughs> recopy it again and stick your accoutrements around it. <laughs> Take a post-it note and stick it on your forehead so when you wake up. <laughs> If we if we manage to get a mirror and then write on our forehead, what a useful place that would be, <laughs> wouldn't it? A dry erase board built in, huh, your own Steve? whiteboard, <laughs> or or what? And all you do is shake your head around for it to to delete. It just changes it up like a etch a sketch. <laughs> so, but we have to also take a look at how do we know what's important. How do we define what's important mm. versus what's urgent? And I think one thing is you have to work on your values. Mm. You have to make a list of what your values are or where you want to spend your time. And you have to see if you're actually creating disasters or averting disasters. I think those are my two big, big wins <laughs> in life. Like, this is how you know if you're succeeding, right? Are there disasters and cataclysmic events happening around you? If so, change your values and priorities, you know? It kind of reads like ring, a bad ring uh, this number, advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. It slices, dices, chops, whips. Um, so, so I think if you... Uh, want to get your values down I know it's year end and people start talking about resolutions um, we often do as well I think if you have a set of values that you're working off of then your resolutions become immediately identifiable mm. it's a self-resolving problem uh, and I would urge everyone to write down their values and then come up with what needs to work what needs to function in your life so that you're happy the home, the house, you, your body, that sort of thing, and then work backwards from there. In one of those articles you shared with me, there's, I can't remember which one it was in, was the different versions of the sort of square matrix, wasn't there? You know, importance oh, yeah, against yeah, yeah. value. And yeah. cost against sort of value as well sort of thing, and how important something was and how long it would take to get to, you know, whether it's something that needs to be done now or can be done later sort of thing against how important it was um and and there's various versions of those which of course you'll see in the articles we share but um yeah the, I, I must admit yes i've read those sort of things before but i don't consciously use those cr sort of criteria um mm. when i'm you know putting things into order i know invariably what i'm tending to think about is when something's got to be done by, i.e., you know, someone's visiting or I'm traveling or I have a deadline, notional deadline to meet in some respect. So it all sort of starts from there and then works backwards to, you know, current time or <laughs> needed to be done yesterday in some cases. The, those tools are very helpful. Franklin Covey also has the four quadrants, yeah. you know, how, how to identify these, uh, what's important versus what's urgent. I recommend using them. Again, it's probably something you're not going to, um, how shall I say, it's not going to be in the forefront of your mind every time you sit down and plan. That's why they have it on paper so that when you do sit down and plan, you have your little tools with mm. you to be able to remind yourself that this is how we plan. So planning is the one step to write things down. The second step is contextualizing. And then the third step is prioritizing. Mm. That's for mm. me. That's how I function. If I don't have that and I just do a brain dump, as we discussed in the first part of this planner cast, uh, I feel like my world is spinning completely out yeah, of control. It's, I don't know what I've just it's completed. It's all in sort of random order. 
And it is, and it does. It doesn't make me happy no, at all. And it's, it adds it's to too my easy, even within this away. sort of short list of you know ten things or whatever it is um, that I wrote mm. down uh, yesterday morning. It, it's too easy for things to get sort of overlooked uh, by the time you've got more than sort of five items, or in my case, more than five items, and it it suddenly sort of doesn't leap out. It just the becomes pa- visual noise. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't it? leap it's out the page sort of noise. At me that yeah, I need yeah. to do that. And, you know, when I look at this list now, um, sort of 24 hours after writing it, or more than that, actually, um, I could quite, you know, it doesn't take me long to sort of sit down and work out what's the most important thing that I've got to do, what's the second most important thing. And then very quickly, um, the rest then start to sort of fall into some sort of order, be it Mm. order of doing them or the sort of deadlines that would be attached to them sort of thing so um well i i think you know i have a little list in my personal sized filofax mm. that i still keep and i call it my list of two minute things to do mm. right so i have a list of things that take two minutes to do and that i need to get done so when I do plan my day, I leave extra time. Let's say I know I'm going to be taking Oslo to his vet. It usually takes me an hour to go and come back. Uh, I allot two hours for that time mm-hmm. just in case there's extra wait time, in case of whatever. If I find there's extra time left over, I go back to my two-minute mm-hmm. uh, list of things to do and complete those. And that list is ever-growing. Yeah, It's just one thing. Call this person, email that person, whatever. It's just like a slot of things. Um, but that way you're not forcing yourself to squeeze in your pack in your day. I really don't like days that are packed in. Um, I had a very good client. She and I also discussed this during a planarology session where we realized that there are days where she was having that were not medically fit for her to be working so mm. much. And there were days where she was perfectly fine. And so we accounted for those days to make sure that on days where she wasn't per- feeling very well, she had other things that she could do for herself yeah. and that included Less self-care in pressure, the process. Pressure. Exactly. But you're still getting things done. Yeah. yeah? And you so don't you're feel not quite sat there going, the oh, well, the whole day's wasted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You're actually completing something. I, um, the, there are some days in the week where I wonder where, what on earth, where did all the time go? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> one thing after another, after another, after another. Kind of like this year, Steve. Look, we're in December yeah. already. Or December. So. Where did it go? Where did it we're go? We're just celebrating New Year's. You know, <laughs> where did the month go? It, it's sort of crazy sometimes where... I suddenly look at the counter thinking, oh, we've got the rest of the month still to go. No, you haven't. <laughs> we're sort of two weeks gone. into the month already thinking, oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, exactly. I've said this many times before, I'm sure, that I hate December because most people, when I, especially when I used to work, they're all trying to do a month's work in mm. two to three weeks because they're all going to take a week, week and a half off. They're going to bridge the sort of Christmas to New Year. And so they're all pushing like silly to get stuff done in that lead up to Christmas. And it just drives everybody nuts. They're just all glad to get out the door on Christmas Eve or just before in most cases. I think so. I think the anticipation also that the year is coming to an end and everyone has their own. So it's not just work, right? Because mm. they're also factoring in the mm. fact that they've got to get stuff done for the family and visits mm. and you know, 
house cleaning and all of that stuff happens. And, and if it's a bloke, he's he's just sort of delaying and delaying and delaying, sort of buying any. Or if his name is Steve, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> On that point, I think right. we'll draw this to a close before I drop myself even deeper into the <laughs> quagmire. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so where can we find you on the interwebs uh you can find me at the ayurvedic.co and also on the instagrams as the ayurvedic 108 and you can find me making rabbit fingers at steve wherever he might be steve where can we find you dodging from you <laughs> <laughs> indeed you will find me in the usual new place year's resolution <laughs> of falafaxi.com travelersnotebooktimes.com and mr falafaxi on instagram and don't forget, folks, if you've enjoyed our ramblings uh, today, and we, we don't put ourselves up as being perfect at any of this stuff. We, we get it wrong as just as much as uh, some of the rest of you do. And you do it far better than us, I'm sure, in some cases. We're just here to sort of uh, try and pick the bones out and try and make ourselves better, I suppose. Don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. Mm-hmm.